Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 29th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Andrew Ivins, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports. Andrew, June's, I mean, it's not technically over, but the recruiting stuff that we were all um, looking forward to in June, that's over. Like we're back to it, it being dead after three months or three weeks and, and some change of what felt like the really busy time of the calendar. And then we're dead now for the, for a little bit of July. And then and we're back to at the end of July, we'll, we'll kind of get back to normal. But you were telling me before we hit record, like the next few weeks will be kind of how we did the last 15 months of, of virtual activity and all that stuff. But June, what, like what's, as you look back on it, what are your thoughts? Wildest stretch, I think, in recent memory of recruiting, just in all aspects. I think I did 14 camps in 26 days. And, you know, I'm exhausted, right? And, you know, I think the NCAA, I think most schools get around 15 camp days. So I basically did what a, a college coach did and, and I'm exhausted and I wasn't even hosting official visitors and, you know, not eating out at all these fancy restaurants and, and having kids on campus and all that. So it's been a grind. But what we've seen is we've seen kids take, you know, anywhere from three to four or even five official visits. So, you know, kids got back out on the road. We saw schools put on these prospect camps. Camps. We saw schools get kids on campus for unofficial visits and work them out. And really, over the past few days, we have seen an uptick in uh, commitments. You know, I know Bud Elliott at 24/7 Sports. He kind of pointed out on this podcast and on the site. Uh, uh, you know, we were tracking behind in terms of uh, the, the number of kids that had committed in early June or by early June compared to previous cycles. And well, now all they're committing. And I think over the next few weeks, a ton of kids uh, are going to make decisions you know i was in our in our rankings chat I, I was joking i mean july 4th is going to be an extremely busy day i already know in the state of florida we got like six kids that are announcing and we still got plenty of time for even more to set that as their as their date so i think kids are going to lock their spots in you know we'll get that final you know period of recruiting in, in late july so i think some schools are going to have some camps i know oregon's going to do an elite camp florida's probably going to do their friday night lights then and then we shift to the college football season and then this will all pick back up right before the early signing period in December. Yeah, you guys are all tired. Like every time I talk to one of the recruiting people on the recruiting team, they just kind of feel drained. And I feel for you specifically, Andrew, like you and, and, and a handful of y'all are about to head to LA for the Elite 11 finals in the first week of July. So you've got that. And then you've got, you said July 4th, kids love committing on holidays. Oh, like that's, yeah. that's their favorite thing. And July 4th is always a big one too with the firework components. I mean, it's part of the job. I'm, I'm not trying to complain here. It's just funny. You know, you talk with these college coaches at, at various camps or on the phone and they're like, you know, July 28th, I'm turning my phone off. I'm going on vacation or, or June 28th, excuse me. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm flying out to the Elite 11 for five days of, of camps and interviews. And I mean, that's that's the perk of the job. Uh, the Elite 11 and the opening finals, just getting a chance to see all those guys. So I'm excited. But yeah, man, my, my girlfriend doesn't even know who I am at this point. And, you know, like I said, it's been it's been quite quite the grind. Not a lot of sleep, but uh, it is what it is. It's what I signed up for. A few weeks ago, did you think that we were going to be on track for a low number of June commitments? And I don't have the total numbers. I'm sure Bud will do something on it soon. We, we probably will finish below, but it certainly has picked up. Like Florida State had three and, and over the weekend to, to get to the number five class. And you know, kids are popping. We had an HQ, you know, have an HQ commitment on Monday. Did you think, though, Andrew, that it was going to be 
kids were just going to actually decide to wait until late July or August or September just to, to try to get more trips in? I mean, I was kind of under the theory that eventually there was going to be, you know, it was going to happen. I didn't know. I couldn't pinpoint when it when it would be. I think there's, you know, look, they're kids, man. They, they see what their buddy does on, on, on social media. They think they got to do the same. And I, I think some kids have realized, hey, there's not a ton of spots that are available. So as soon as some of these dominoes fall and, you know, at 24-7 Sports, Steve Wilfong always writes about the quarterback dominoes. And yeah, like that's the most high profile dominoes. But there are dominoes at other positions. I mean, you know, schools can only take a certain amount of wide receivers. They can only take a certain amount of offensive alignment. So I think once these kids realize, hey, you know, maybe I'm not going to have my spot if I wait until August or, or whatever it be, uh, they, they try to start, start trying to secure a spot. So I'm not surprised by this. You know, I, I think... I'm under the impression that we're going to have more four-star or high three-stars sign with group of five schools than ever before this cycle. And I just think that's a product of the number situation right now. Um, you know, every group of five coach I talk to, none of them want to really take commitments right now. I know some schools are doing it, but a lot of them think that kids that they would normally not get will fall to them just because these power five schools are, they don't have a ton of counters. You know, they got the kids coming back because they got the extra year of eligibility from the NCAA. And then the transfer transfer portal's hot, man. So I, I think, you know, we're going to see a ton of highly ranked kids at group of five schools this year in the 2022 cycle. Do you think it's hard for power five coaches who are used to jumping on these four-star high threes? Do you think it's hard for them to, to say no or, or however they say no in their coach speak? Like, you know, wait, take your time, think a little bit longer about it. I would imagine it's, 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 a, it's a shocking new world for them. It is. And I was at Miami's Paradise Camp over the weekend, and that's kind of one of the more formal camps. So what do I mean by that? Like Manny Diaz had a media session uh, and, and one of the local news newspaper writers asked him, hey, Manny, you only got, I think it's four commitments. You know, are you guys panicking? And Manny's like, no, we're, we're not at all. We're trying to do it the right way. And I think, you know, maybe not spe- speaking of Miami, but some other schools around the country, I think a lot of programs have, have brought kids in on official visits. Uh, you got to remember, they've they hadn't seen these kids, you know, some of them they've never even seen, right? Because they never got to go out on the road and evaluate them or those kids couldn't come to their camp because of the, the nationwide pandemic. I think there's been a ton of kids that have visited schools. And then within that first, I don't know, you know, two hours, the staff's all going, hey, we, we can't take this kid. Like he doesn't check our, our boxes off in terms of, you know, his measurables or it's just not a fit. So I, I don't think that's been talked about enough. I think that's going on at a lot of different places. Hey, this kid's listed at 6'4", he shows up, you know, he's really six two and that it's an automatic disqualifier at some of these uh some of these schools so yeah so we've totally swung then from kids almost like dating saying hey i'm going to play the field a little bit first week of june why would i commit after my first official visit ever and now we're the way you say it if those spots are going fast and there if there aren't many of them it's a supply demand thing when you look at the team recruiting rankings right now like florida state they've gotten a lot of love a and m Got Rutgers, got Boston College, Baylor's in the top twenty, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Minnesota, Oklahoma State, some of the the, the random teams up there. Do you think there's more potential for those quirky, non-traditional blue blood programs to stay highly, uh, stay high in the recruiting rankings this cycle because a lot of people are going to be taking less players? Do you, do you know what I mean? And we're gonna we're figuring out at twenty four seven Sports how to get transfer ranks into the recruiting rankings, like like. You know, we're figuring that out. But as far as recruiting rankings goes, I think this is 
you know, Rutgers could could do top twenty, or maybe you know, Boston. I I don't know. Like Alabama's not taking twenty five this year. Right, right. I mean, when I look at the recruiting rankings, you know, Alabama's down at fourteen, and they only got eight guys committed, and you know, Florida's at eighteen, they got. 10 guys committed. So, uh, I mean, I don't know the exact formula. I'm not a big math nerd. I just write about football and take photos of recruits and talk on podcasts. But I mean, you know, it comes down to the sheer volume that's calculated in in the formula. So we have to think those guys are eventually going to rise. But, you know, we've seen both those programs, Alabama and Florida, take transfers. So look, you know, they're not going to have classes of 25 and and whatnot. Now, I always do kind of look at the rankings, though, Trey, and I'm like, man, is, is Rutgers like, do they have some staying power here and does Boston College as well and you know I, I think you you might be kind of on to something I mean in Boston College's class is, is pretty full at 18 and there are another yet another school that's been in, in that transfer portal but I do agree there's going to be some 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 quirkiness there's going to be some weird things and just kind of circling back to what I said earlier like I do think there's going to be some group of five programs that have multiple four multiple four stars and us analysts are going to be sitting there going man like are we over ranking this kid or it, when in reality it's just going to be hey man there's just not enough spots at these power five programs so this is where that kind of that that was the best option for the kid yeah no kidding like Rutgers average ranking per commit is 88.52 that's two points behind Penn State that's Florida State's 90.26 so that's less than two points behind Florida State like yeah at a certain point that's this you know it's not just the product of an early an early class ranking it's you know it's, it's 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 essentially July we'll get you out on this Andrew you know, you've got the lead 11, you've got the opening finals. July is going to be commitment heavy. Any bold takes, any sort of like August is, what do you do in August, Andrew? You're going to, to high school football practices and, and the coaches are kind of taking time to work on their own teams. And then, yeah, you said reconvene in December, but we'll still have official visits. I'll just bring up one kid who I think is kind of an interesting one and, you know, a, a high a high blue trip kid. That's Marvin Jones Jr. So his dad's Marvin Jones, the, the former Buckus Award winner, first round draft pick. Um, he, he's right in my backyard, Plantation American Heritage here in Fort Lauderdale. And he is like one of the only, you know, blue chip top 50 recruits that I don't think took an official visit in the month of June. And I was kind of talking about it with him. I was like, you know, like he went to Costa Rica on vacation and he's, he's just kind of like beaten to his own drum. And while, while all these other kids were so, you know, fired up to get out on the road, like he's, he's taking a more reserved approach and I haven't had a chance to really dig into it yet, but I'm, I kind of want to see, you know, how many other kids are like this, because I think they're just going to be huge commodities later in, in the process, you know, Schools will have the ability to get that kid in on an official visit. And, you know, once we get to December, when you have the uh, coaching carousel, there's going to be some changes, you know, uh, who moves where, who becomes a more attractive option to him. So I'm already trying to kind of like look ahead and and forecast who is going to be like those guys that are available because, you know, with this 15 month layoff, then we, we got three or four weeks where everyone can visit anywhere like we had more official visits than ever over this this uh, this time frame. So it's going to get interesting come to de- de- December and, and January, going into that February traditional national signing day. Like, what are schools going to do if you can't bring a kid in for an official visit? Because there's, there's not a ton out there that are going to have visits left over. So we're going to see like big recruiting events come uh, those winter months. Yeah, and and also I would I would say there's the potential for some volatility at the top of the rankings. Like right now, number three LSU. Like who knows what what's, what's going to happen with with that Orgeron if they don't have a, a good season. You know, Mike Norvell is not going anywhere at Florida State. And I'm not going to get you in trouble 
here, you know, I'm not going to get you making a hot take, but they have the number five class right now. And that's built on like new coach hype, right? If they go four and eight, are you holding on to Travis Hunter? You got Michigan at number 11. A lot of people think this is Jim Harbaugh's last year. You've got USC at number 13 at, with, with two five stars and a lot of momentum. So thoughts are filling up, but we got a ways to go, Andrew. So, so get some rest. Enjoy your time in LA. We appreciate you joining us. Follow Andrew Ivins on Twitter at Andrew underscore Ivins. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. We appreciate you listening to the College Football Daily. Talk to you next time.